Marcus Bailey, Wish TV meteorologist. What do we know? Hey, Tony. Good morning. Happy Friday. It should be another wonderful day today. A lot of sunshine, mild temperatures. You may see a few more clouds compared to yesterday uh, by the afternoon. But look, sunshine is going to be the rule and well above average temperatures, a high of 53. Tonight, we do see more clouds building in. As a result, we're not quite as cold. Still chilly, a low down to 37. Saturday, it's cloudy for much of the day, but the daytime hours should be dry. We'll likely see some rain chances arriving probably closer to midnight. Saturday's high around 50. We'll have a few showers for Sunday morning. Those will move out. We'll be cloudy with maybe just some areas of drizzle by Sunday afternoon. Sunday's highs into the upper 40s. Go back really quick. Saturday. Yes. Tomorrow. Like yeah. 3 to 5 p.m., Brownsburg area. H- yeah. How are we feeling? I, I don't, it's, it's not going to be as bright. I feel pretty confident in that. It's going to be pretty cloudy. Um, there's been some hints that there might be some areas of drizzle. I'm not convinced. I think our better rain chances, honestly, tomorrow, Tony, are probably going to arrive late tomorrow night, around midnight, and then into the overnight hours. So I wouldn't rule out any, any drizzle. Any, if we get anything by that point, at that time, in that area, it's going to be really light, very brief. So I don't think it's going to be anything to hinder any outdoor plans. So some pretty good cigar smoking weather. Absolutely. I mean, so 50 some, degrees still, yeah. Some, some pretty good bourbon tasting weather. Well, I mean, isn't the weather always good for bourbon tasting? Touche. Some pretty yep. good uh, pizza eating, donut eating Relaxing Again. with friends, doing <laughs> yes. some Christmas shopping locally, yes. listening to some great radio, uh, yes. uh, getting some good gifts weather. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, it's, good. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Good. I mean, it certainly good. could be worse. You remember like last year, around this year, uh, this time last year, you remember it was like 30 below? That's that's where we were at that point. So, yes, it could always be worse. So, Christmas last year went away, came back to a flood in the house. Yeah. Uh, and and spent months in the rebuild. Uh, oh. Going to spend just a few days away and very concerned that that could happen. That's not on the radar, is it? No, 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 no. I, in fact, this far out for Christmas, it's still a little iffy on precip chances, but the patterns have so far been relatively quiet. What we usually can feel a little bit more confident about is kind of how temperature trends go. And I think we continue with, above average temperatures. Normal high on Christmas Day is usually around 38, 39. So I think we're probably going to continue with the milder trend. I don't know if we'll get mid-50s for Christmas Day, but certainly, I mean, by by midweek, late week, next week, I think we're going to be back into the mid and upper 40s, so still well above average for this time of year. If we could for Christmas, uh, trust me, yeah. I know these things, if, if we could Christmas Eve start getting a little bit of snowfall <laughs> at, at like 6.30 and just a right. little light snowfall that, that sticks with you until about 11, then stops, right. then picks up again about 4 a.m., and then uh, goes like an hour past sunrise, that would be great, ending the day at 64 degrees. If we could just <laughs> arrange, we need the, the visual, and then we need yeah. to get out of the house. These are the two things we need Christmas-wise. It's the only thing I know about Christmas, people, that and always get the spring rolls. These are the things oh, I yeah. know about Christmas. <laughs> I don't know anything I else. We, I wish we could. That'd be that'd be perfect. I, I, we may get the mild temperatures, but I don't think we're going to get the snow. All right, well, if you could, could fig, try just something. Who do you think I am, Randy Allis? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> if you were Randy Allis, you'd have enough money to retire. That's, that's correct. That's that correct. is correct. That is correct. <laughs> Go, look at this. This is the whole show now. This is what we do now. 
It's Tony and Marcus in the morning. It's just Waka Waka Radio. Right there. It's Honestly, we're four steps away from Weenie in the Butt from, uh, from Family Guy. Right. That's it. Oh. Radio is so great radio and so dumb all at the same time. I don't even know what to say, Marcus. It's Me just either. Ridiculous. There I'm he goes. sorry I'm bringing your radio show down. Uh, aren't we all? Marcus Bailey! <laughs> We'll Wish you. TV meteorologist, uh, appreciate you, man. Good, good to see you. What, what do we got right now? We've got 31 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 6:10. Come on, weenie in the butt references. Try and get that over, at Smiley. I'm going to get emails. Tony, you know what? Maybe from him you would. Nah, you wouldn't. Would you? I don't know. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Uh, I will give you a full disclosure. It's not that anybody has ever been rude, ever. Uh, uh, Dave Smiley, the nicest guy. Over my nine and a half years of doing mornings, the only person who ever just will stop if he sees you in a crowd and say, hey, how are you? That dude. That that guy, Dave Smiley, true story. Unbelievably decent cat. Right there. Everybody else, uh, I, th- I think they wish me dead. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because they don't say anything. The NDAA passes the House. Congressman Jim Banks scheduled to be with us in the 8 o'clock hour to discuss it. No changes right now to Section 702. Not making the changes regarding abortion and other funding mechanisms. Why was this passed? And it didn't just pass, it passed in overwhelming measure. And if this is what was going to pass, well then what was the necessity for throwing out Kevin McCarthy if this is the best we were gonna do? And I'm not even saying I'm totally opposed to passing uh, the uh, Defense Authorization Act. I am saying for all the talk For all of the talk, what was the real action? What was the real result? I I cannot answer that question well, Kitten. I don't know. I'm going to say it again. I have nothing against Speaker Mike Johnson. We've been reaching out, uh, trying to get him uh, on the show, and I look forward to that conversation. Nothing against the man whatsoever. I don't know where we won getting rid of Kevin McCarthy. I'm talking about great success that has shown itself to, to, to uh, be paying dividends. I don't know. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
The facts are clear from uh, January of 2021. Since the day President Biden came into office, this, everything is up more than about 17 percent. The price of goods from food in the grocery store up at 21 percent. The price of bread alone up about 26 percent from January 2021 until today. The egg prices up 24 percent in that time. Milk up almost 17 percent since January of 2021. The price people are paying for housing to rent and to own is up about 19 percent since the month President Biden took office. But everything's fine. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring down interest rates three quarters of a percent. And and retail spending is up in November. None of it. None of it makes sense. All I can do is bring you the data as it's presented and then just drop it at your doorstep and then ask if you'd like to share in a bourbon. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. As two bourbon references so far this morning, two, just to let you know where I'm at. It, 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 it is bothersome that there, there's no making sense of it. But as we, we go back to the housing. The housing thing is stunning. The average, we, we discussed this the other day, the average rent payment in America not the down payment or anything like rental monthly rental payment is just under when i say just under it's just under $2000 a month it's like $1992 the average home payment monthly home payment not down payment monthly home payment in america $3322 so you've got a nation of renters not a nation of buyers but in the same exact breath You've got the 30-year fixed coming under 7%. And you're like, I what 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 is even happening here? It's crazy what is going on. That the 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 10-year, sorry, the again, it's the very last bits of the cold. I'm I'm so much better. It 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 is stupid. The ten-year Treasury under four percent, three point nine one nine right now, and we're talking a couple months ago it was at five percent. The basis point spread was three, which put the thirty-year fixed at eight. Now we're seeing thirty-year fixed mortgages under seven, which should make the housing market really start exploding. But the housing market still doesn't have the supply. So housing prices are going to stay up and more people getting in because mortgage rates have come down, creating more bidding and more opportunity in, in, to, to the stratosphere for pricing. Exacerbating the housing issue that we were just discussing. And yet I'm told it's fine. Crazy. I do wonder, though, I, 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 and I could be proven wrong on this, and, I'm, and I'd, I'd love to hear from experts on this one. If people believe that interest rates will come down in 2024, do they wait? Do they all hold off? So you don't actually see more advanced buying now? Or do people say, we're going to get in now while we can because the interest rates have come down because compared to 8%, 6.92 is a dream. You, I, I made that number up. You get my point. And then if they go down another percent, we'll refi. 
Is that the game being played? Curious. This is all in the backdrop of of a story that's uh, over InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I actually reached out to Gary Dick uh, from InsideIndianaBusiness.com to try and get some some better understanding uh, of this. The IEDC, uh, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, are going to uh, speak to lawmakers and the state budget director. They're looking for approval to spend $180 million to bring two multi-billion dollar manufacturing projects to Indiana. Now, we're still... Uh, dealing with this whole Lebanon, uh, Lebanon, sorry, Lebanon Leap uh, project, how that land was acquired, and and really whether or not the the residents of Lebanon had a say. Then add on to it this very weird story about the water. Here's what it looks like. They built this project as a way of building out the hard tech corridor between Indianapolis and and Purdue. Conceptually, I have no issue with that whatsoever. They wanna wanna have businesses, they wanna have growth, and the universities become a pipeline for those businesses and people stay in Indiana. Conceptually, I'm there. But even when this was happening, I would get emails from people infuriated with me. Why aren't you talking more about this? Why aren't you speaking out more about this? I didn't understand this. I I had brought it up, but I, I... Things sometimes take time. I've got a hundred things. I'm sorry if I'm not your your personal secretary on this. But I was never mad at you for saying, Tony, this matters. The way they went about putting the project together rubbed residents uh, of Lebanon and other areas, other spots around that area in the wrong way. Like they were just taking. We didn't worry about anybody else. We're just going to do this. And that's, that's a problem. Then came this conversation about the water, that the water needs for these industries are so great that they're going to pump in water from the Wabash, uh, from from Tippecanoe County. Now you're going to take their water. Well, at what cost? At what result? At what potential problem down the line? And why, it was, it was the announcement from, from Governor Holcomb that it was going to be the finance authority that was going to do this study. And it very much looked like they were working in reverse. They already decided to take the water, and now they were looking to get an agency out there that would give them cover for why taking the water is just fine. Stop complaining. And then people are complaining about it and questioning it. And the mayor of Lebanon, Matt Gentry, is like, guys, it's fine. Well... It's not fine. It's, it, it, it's, it's a worthwhile conversation, and there might very well be tremendous issues here. So a Gentry, because uh, I had brought it up, Mayor Gentry reached out to me. I just got his information over uh, to producer Jonathan. We're going to set up that, that conversation next week. I was sick this week. I didn't think it was right to do. I'd like to give somebody my, my full focus to the best of my ability on, on this subject. Um, so we'll hopefully get with him next week and break this down further. And so you've got this already happening, and now the IEDC wants $180 million to create an invitation? Okay. What exactly are we getting for our money here? What's going on? So there are these two things now happening. We're going to try our best to cover it and share it with you. 
So there's going to be a lot of talk about this gun ban in Illinois and 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 what actually took place here. So Illinois is of course a a gun grabbing state as 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 we know and wants to wants to basically do away with semi-automatic weapons. They'll claim that this is about assault style weapons. This is just trying to move on down the path. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. So they've got this 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 law in place. This this uh statewide ban. People have been suing about it. It goes to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court decides not to hear the challenge. So this is not a ruling from the Supreme Court that somehow goes against Heller or or Bruin. Two major decisions over the last 20 years, because I don't remember when the other one came, uh, one of Bruins very recently, um, uh, that says you have the right to keep and bear arms. What happened is, is that the court decided not to hear it was an unsigned order from the court rejecting an application for emergency relief that said that this law and this ordinance in, in a place called Napierville, I shouldn't say Napier, Naperville, uh, violated their Second Amendment rights. It, it They keep saying bans assault-style weapons. Lord only knows what it is they, they mean by assault-style weapons weapons passed uh in january it restricts the sale of ar-15s ak-47s quote large capacity ammunition feeding devices defined as a magazine as reported by cbs news or similar device that can hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition for a long gun or 15 rounds for a handgun these groups are like you're crazy this can't fly they bring it to the court. The court does not act. Now, sometimes when the court does not act, it's because the case will not allow them to engage in, in adjudication that will have focus and, 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 and provide what, what it is they're looking for going down the road. It has been a frustration of people in the gun world, ask Guy Relford about this, uh, the, the the gun guy. Uh, it, it's been a frustration that there have been cases that the Supreme Court has, no, we're not getting into that. No, we're not doing that. And it's, why won't you dis, why won't you debate this issue? And sometimes the answer is, this isn't the case you want us to debate. We make decisions based on this. You may not like the decisions, which is a pretty heady way to think about the thing. So this is the court saying, we're not talking about this. That doesn't mean other lawsuits won't come. So the Supreme Court, what, what you'll see is big win for uh, anti-gun zealots. Supreme Court leaves Illinois assault weapons ban in place. That's how CBS News put it. That isn't really what happened. Lawsuits will come. And rightfully so. You don't make people safer by taking away their rights. You just don't. We'll follow that story as it grows. Be sure to check 
with Guy Ralford tomorrow on the Gun Guy Show and all the other things he's doing as he talks about that subject. That's going to be a doozy. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I'm so old. How old are you? Oh, God. Honestly, this show should be done in front of a studio audience every day. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I won't leave my house, but the show should be done in front of a studio audience. I don't know how that's going to work. I'm so old that I can recall that whenever something bad happened during the presidency of Donald Trump, we were told by the media, this is Donald Trump's America. Look at all the hate in Donald Trump's America. Look at how terrible things are in Donald Trump's America. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Let's talk about Joe Biden's America. This is the story out of Oakland, California. Oakland menorah destroyed, thrown into Lake Merritt. A menorah, uh, Hanukkah, which just ended uh, last night, right? A celebration of uh, the oil lasting, a celebration, uh, of course, of uh, being able to fight off the uh, invaders, the rededication of, of the temple. Good times. Not hiding, not a celebration of hiding, Doug Emhoff, second gentleman, the husband of Kamala Harris, who... Um, Oh, screwed that up real good. Real good. Hanukkah. Fun holiday. Not a major holiday in the Pantheon, but because it's December and people are like, oh, it's the Jewish Christmas. We're like, sure. It's 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 the Jewish Christmas. There, there it there it is. We put the presents presents under the menorah, the whole thing, which admittedly I did as a kid because I didn't know any better and it was cute. So now, this menorah gets destroyed. Thrown into Lake Merritt. Police investigating the vandalism as a hate crime. And of course, as you know, Joe Biden has come out uh, to speak out against it to say that this is absolutely unacceptable and he's personally disgusted. Then again, Joe Biden uh, would be hard-pressed to tell you that any hateful thing has happened under his watch. Name me one. Well, I've got a menorah destroyed in Oakland, sir. This is Joe Biden's America. Anti-Semitic America is Joe Biden's America, but just for uh, the the sake of clarity, the United States is not an anti-Semitic nation. I've been saying that for years. It's still true. Are there anti-Semites? Yes. Are they really on college campuses cheering uh, the death of Jews and the destruction of Israel? You bet they are. Are there a lot of college presidents, including right here in Indiana, who are way too silent? You better believe it. There is a story over at Daily Signal from our own Tony Kinnett. Butler University investigates... I'm sorry, I got a little choked up with the cough there. Butler University investigates college Republicans for condemning anti-Semitic chants. Now, I spoke to Tony Kennett about this. I will share that on Tony Katz today at noon. There's a college group chanting from the river to the sea. There's a college group 
from Butler University chanting, not a victim, not a crime. Israel's not a victim of the Hamas terrorist attack that murdered 1,200 and the people who were raped and the people who were burned alive? Students for Justice in Palestine, Jew-hating group there on the campus of Butler University. But, but President Danko has never been one to, you know, impress. Meanwhile, the college Republicans there note this in, in, a, in a post uh, uh, online. They're like, this is gross. And the people who run the Title IX shop are like, oh, you need to take that down. You need to be investigated. You're inciting violence for noting that this Jew-hating group on campus wants you to believe that Hamas never attacked. Whoo! The story is over at DailySignal.com. Uh, if, if Tony hasn't been talking about it on his show from 7 to 8 p.m. right here at WIBC, I'm sure he will and catch the interview I do with him. That'll be on uh, later today. Joe Biden's America. Also Joe Biden's America, this story out of Ohio, where a 13-year-old is facing charges of planning a mass shooting at a synagogue. As is reported from cantonrep.com via bearingarms.com, the suspect, quote, did create a detailed plan to complete a mass shooting at the Temple Israel on the Discord platform, which was reported to law enforcement and required an immediate investigatory response and notification of public individuals and agencies, including the school system, which caused significant public alarm within those agencies. They are calling for your death. They're destroying menorahs. Their 13-year-olds want to shoot up synagogues. First, that's Joe Biden's America. Second, buy guns, buy ammo, get trained, and any rabbi who says no, fire them or leave and find a better synagogue. And any other parishioners, congregants who say no, they're, they just want to die. That's death wish freaky stuff. And number three, this is Joe Biden's America. And I'm not going to stop saying so until he starts saying even more.